Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello again, friends. Welcome to Gamecock Central Radio. Gamecock Central football analyst Matt O'Brien is with us for a preview of the South Carolina-Kentucky game that will take place this Saturday night at Lexington, Kentucky. 7.30 kickoff on the SEC Network. Matt, the Gamecocks are 2-1 and one coming in. They were picked to finish dead last in the SEC. Kentucky is 1-2. and two. They were picked to finish fourth by the media in the SEC East. And we got two teams you know, seemingly heading in different directions into this matchup, although Kentucky did bounce back from their 0-2 start to beat New Mexico State. Granted, not the best team they'll face this year, but they rolled up 62 points in doing so. So Kentucky kind of got back on track a little bit last week. So, Matt, give us your initial thoughts heading into South Carolina, Kentucky. Yeah, Emerson, like you said, Kentucky is having a disappointing season, especially how they're perceived to be uh, in the preseason. They're supposed to be taking a major step forward as a program this year and moving on up in the rankings in the SEC. But they're really struggling so far this season. It's disappointing, to say the least, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So my first thought entering the game is that this will be a good opportunity for the South Carolina offense to gain some confidence and show some growth. Uh, Kentucky did lose their quarterback last game, but backup Steven Johnson is capable and presents his own problems to deal with. Overall, I feel like this is a game that's very much winnable for the Gamecocks, and which would put them in a good position at 3-1 overall with a 2-1 record in the conference, which, like you said, is better than a lot of people's expected. No doubt about that. The Gamecocks, with this 2-1 start, have a chance to improve to 3-1. And, and I don't think a lot of folks saw Carolina starting 3-1 after this team went 3-9 and a year ago. Granted, we got a new head coach, new staff in place, but the Gamecocks, with a win against Kentucky, would put themselves in you know position to possibly get to a bowl game with six wins or, or maybe even more depending on how the rest of the season goes. So Kentucky, Matt, you know, they're kind of like the Gamecocks. They're struggling to find six wins on their schedule right now. The schedule gets tougher as the slate moves on for the Wildcats. Is this an absolute must win for Kentucky? Have they got to have this game on Saturday? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a good question. And it's, it's tough to say this early in the season that a game is a must win for a team. But I think as a program, absolutely, this is a must win for Kentucky. They've not only had a slow start to the season, but their, their backs are against the wall. They're looking to not only stay alive in the division, but also for bowl eligibility as they have a quite a, a tough road ahead of them in SEC competition. And you look at Mark Stoops, he's done a lot of good things for the program, bringing in some top-notch recruiting classes by Kentucky standards, but it hasn't translated well for the onto the field. So I expect to him to be moving closer to the hot seat, especially if they lose to the Gamecocks on Saturday. Yeah, Kentucky's defense really having problems. They're ranked 114 in the country in total defense, and they've given up over 40 points 
in each of their first three ball games. But the offense showed signs of life in that win over New Mexico State, scoring 62 points with the new quarterback, Steven Johnson, who will start against the Gamecocks on Saturday. So, Matt, continue on with the Kentucky offense and talk about some areas where they might can have success against the Gamecocks. Yeah, so the Kentucky offense, I believe they'll look to have success in three main areas. They'll look to, to win with a multidimensional quarterback in Steven Johnson. They have a talented tandem at running back with Stanley Boom Williams and Benjamin Snell Jr. And they'll also look to win on third downs. Now, going back to Johnson, he came in for Drew Barker last week, and he threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. Johnson has a solid set of receivers to work with in Kentucky, and they also have a talented pair of backs to work with to help set the tempo for the offense on the ground. Now, Johnson himself also has some running ability, and I have no doubt the Wildcats will utilize a bit more read option plays to the outside to take advantage of the Gamecocks on the perimeter. Now, the running back tandem, Stanley Boom Williams, Benjamin Snell, that's one of the more talented uh, combinations not only in the conference but in the country. Uh, they, they're sort of undervalued and underappreciated because of the lack of success as, of the Kentucky team in general. But Boom Williams, he, he's a really talented runner, a tough runner, gets gets uphill uh, in a hurry. He runs well behind his pads. He, he has over 110 rushing yards per game, and his backup, Snell, isn't really much of a drop-off between the two. He has four rushing touchdowns on the season. So the offense can run what they like to do uh, without any hiccups when they shift backs. And on third downs, the Wildcat offense relies on, on short passes in the run game to gain small chunks of yardage on first and second down, which will put them in position for plenty in third and shorts. Now, this isn't as easy to say the Gamecocks should sell out and stop the run because they have an X factor they'll have to deal with. Tight end CJ Conrad was Steven Johnson's favorite target last week. He totaled over 130 receiving yards and had all three of Johnson's touchdowns. Conrad knows how to get over in the middle, which is crucial on third downs, so he'll be a key to watch for the Gamecock defense. No question. Conrad, five receptions for 133 yards and three scores in that Kentucky win last Saturday. So, Matt, talk about the Gamecock defensive scheme and how the Gamecocks are going to go about trying to defend Kentucky. Yeah, so Kentucky, I believe, is going to look at the Mississippi State film, and they're going to try to utilize Steven Johnson, similar to how the Bulldogs use Nick Fitzgerald. He obviously had a tremendous breakout performance against the Gamecocks in week two. To defend this, South Carolina will obviously have to be more effective in tackling and in perimeter support than they did against the Bulldogs. And as for secondary defending the pass, I expect to see a lot more aggressive coverage than last week, as Johnson has not displayed the same explosive passing ability as ECU's Philip Nelson. Now, for defending the run, it obviously starts with the line of scrimmage. The Gamecock defensive line will have to be stout against the run throughout the game, so I expect to see a heavy uh, rotation starting early in the game, and it's good for the Gamecocks that they have some breakout freshman performers in Care Thomas and also in DJ Walnum, so I do expect them to have a healthier rotation this week. It starts winning the line of scrimmage, and I also think they can utilize uh, more defenders in the box. Uh, when offensive personnel dictated, dictated um, when they have tight end on the field, two running backs, to render, to render the run game ineffective and place the burden on the shoulder of quarterback Steven Johnson. Now, on third down defense, I expect to see a little bit more of disguised coverage, especially to try to mask coverage over C.J. Conrad to trick Johnson to throwing the ball. This will be key for our linebackers and safeties to be on the same page. Disguised coverage uh, really kind of blend nicely over that middle to make Johnson force those errors, and I believe the turnovers will be a key factor in this game 
Whichever team wins the turnover battle, I, I believe will win it. So that'll be a key for the Gamecock defense as well. Previewing South Carolina, Kentucky here on Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips with Matt O'Brien, former Gamecock football player, played defensive back for the Gamecocks, worked with NBC Sports up until last year, and he's now a marketing rep for Reebok. He joins us each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. And as always, we invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. We've got a free phone app that allows you to listen to all the podcasts on Gamecock Central Radio on your cell phone anywhere you receive cell phone services. It's a free phone app. It's available on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. So we've got the Gamecocks in Kentucky set for a 7.30 kickoff in Lexington, Kentucky on Saturday night. SEC Network will provide television coverage. And Matt Gamecocks freshman quarterback Brandon McElwain gets his first road start and it'll be an SEC play at Kentucky Saturday night. So what do you expect from the Gamecock offense? Well, I, I hope not to see those predictable draws and short dives out of shotgun formation in short yarded situations. The South Carolina offensive line, as we've talked about earlier in the season, just isn't good enough to justify those type of play calls. I want to see more runs on the perimeter, which is where McElwain is at his best. And that'll actually help open up the dives up the middle later in the game, which will help the Gamecocks control the clock if they're up late in the fourth quarter. As for the passing game, the Wildcat defense seems to find a way to generate interceptions. So I would like to keep the high uh, high percentage throws for McElwain, short crossing routes, and get him on, on the perimeter, roll him out with some crossers. I expect the tight ends, Casey Crosby and Hayden Hurst, to be a big part of the offense this week. But it really starts up front with the offensive line. Against a subpar defensive front for Kentucky, the South Carolina offensive line will have to step up. And if they don't this game, I really don't expect the offense as a whole to be able to take much of a step forward this season. Kentucky's defense has been gashed by all three of their first opponents this year, and it'll be interesting to see what the Gamecock offensive line can do with this Kentucky defense that is much maligned. Matt, closing thoughts and a prediction on Saturday's game. Yeah, so Kentucky's backs are against the wall. Uh, Mark Stoops needs this win to keep the program on track and himself off the hot seat. If South Carolina can show up in the trenches and win the turnover battle, I really do expect the Gamecocks to win handily by about 10-plus points. But if they don't win in the trenches, especially if their offensive line struggles, this one could really come down to the wire. My best guess as of now is that the Wildcats come out hot, but the Gamecocks stay calm, weather the storm, and end up winning by a touchdown with the go-ahead score coming late in the contest, I'll say midway through the fourth quarter. All right, Kentucky's won the last two matchups against South Carolina, and they're about a two-and-a-half or three-point favorite right now, depending on where you look. Matt, before we turn you loose, I wanted to get you to talk about the film breakdown that you do each week after the Gamecocks play on Saturday. You break down highlights of the South Carolina game, and you do a fantastic job with this segment that you do. It really is outstanding, and I would encourage people to check it out. I watched your film breakdown of the East Carolina game last week. Matt, tell us how you get the video highlights for that segment, and when can Gamecock fans expect to see it up on the website each week? Yeah, Emerson, I I appreciate the kind words uh, with that. It's one of my favorite segments and and features to do on Gamecock Central. So essentially what I do is I watch the game live, I watch it recorded again, and then I go to online and I watch it a third time, and I'm able to break down um, the film by using GIFs. And my whole goal is to highlight key points of the game and key plays by some of the players just to show what they did well and also show what they can improve upon. Um, I've been doing this for uh, the past year and a half now, and it's honestly one of my favorite things to do. Uh, It gives me another chance to not only kind of learn the skills and the strengths of the players, but also learn about what Coach Muschamps is doing. You see so many different things on tape, and you really go to get to appreciate the different techniques along the front all the way to the secondary until you watch it a second or third time. So I really hope everyone appreciates it. 
and uh, looks forward to it each week. It'll, it'll come out on Tuesday after each game. Fantastic. It is outstanding. Film study, film breakdown with Matt O'Brien kind of gives you a player's or coach's perspective of some of the key plays in each game. And the game within the game is what Matt talks about uh, during this segment each week. So it's Matt O'Brien with Film Breakdown Tuesdays on Gamecock Central. I hope you keep an eye out for that and check it out. He'll have one on the Kentucky game coming up next week. Matt, you do a great job for us. We appreciate your time tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Emerson. Have a good night. All right, that's Matt O'Brien, our football analyst here on Gamecock Central. And I'm Emerson Phillips. We appreciate you joining us for Gamecock Central Radio. 7.30 kickoff Saturday night. Gamecocks and Wildcats. It'll be on the SEC Network. Thanks for joining us. This is Claudia's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. I had just moved to a new city and barely even knew where the grocery store was yet. When my car wouldn't start one morning, I didn't know who to ask about local shops. But I remembered a name from back home, O'Reilly Auto Parts. I called and they pointed me to a great mechanic just down the street. Now, I feel a little more at home. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.